on today's question of faith. Should I go vegan for Lent? Hey everybody, this is Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I am the Director of Young Adult Ministry in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damien Ferentz, the Vicar for Evangelization. And I'm Millie Preble, pastoral minister at St. Joan of Arc Parish in Chagrin Falls. Hey, Millie, I think you're the first non-diocesan employee that we've had on the program. Is that right? I think that may be true. Well, technically, true. I do work for the Well, that's true, because <laughs> you work for a parish, not in this, this edifice, if you would. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> From Cathedral Square, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, I, I know you talk a lot about... Um, you know, vegetarian, vegan kind of kind of eating and things like that. You have your own podcast and your own video cast on these kinds of things. And uh, so, should I go vegan for Lent? I guess is the question we can start out with. Well, the short answer is yes, <laughs> <laughs> but the bigger question is: um, Should you go vegan for the care of um, our common planet? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. you know, I it was funny because I'm I, I just got. Um, certified last October as a lay ecclesial minister and one of the classes I had social justice. So uh, because I have this whole food plant-based lifestyle and it's, it's a pretty big passion of mine, I decided to look into the social justice aspect of it and mm. I wrote a whole, my whole final project on it. Mm, cool. And I looked at, you know, how truly are we called to live and move and have our being as Christians in the world, yeah. you know, with mercy and compassion and kindness and care for the planet, you know, and, and really how, how we nourish ourselves makes a difference. It matters to ourselves, you know, because we are, you know, the temples of Christ, right? The same Christ that, you know, persecuted, died, resurrected, dwells within us. So how do we nourish that holy temple to be able to live healthy in the fulfillment of what God's brought us here to fulfill, you know, towards his kingdom. So, you know, it just kind of brought me, you know, and at the same time that I went, you know, vegan, I also was going through my own personal sort of metanoia, kind of a reversion to the faith. I had a couple of really huge losses in my life, and Mm -hmm. I was really broken. And so I returned to the church, and then I was doing this plant-based lifestyle. And it, it was a beautiful synergy, you know, to have this, you know, deeper dive into my faith, and then this deeper, more compassionate lifestyle. And it was kind of a, a very good synergy of, of both of the two combined. It's kind of both and, as the Catholic Church says. When did you stop eating meat, or when did you yeah. start being vegan, and why? You gave a general answer, but do you remember the I do, day or exactly, the moment, because, or what happened? There? Yeah, my daughter was a senior in high school, and she wrote a paper on the dangers of the FDA and what they allow in our food system. Mm. And so she came to me in panic. She said, Mom, we have to go vegan. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? I didn't even know really what it was at that point. Mm. This isn't, you know, 15 years ago. So I said, well, let me read your paper. You're still growing. I'm sure your brain needs certain things, and, you know, we want to do this right. So I read her paper, and I said, let's go. I'll do it with you. I mean, it was just, you know, horrific. I mean, once you really do the deep dive and see, um, you can't unsee it anymore. So we just sort of – we kind of dove in, which I don't necessarily recommend for everybody because we just went, like, cold tofu, so to speak. But um, (laughs) So we just did it, and um, it's a huge cleansing, and it's – um, again, there's like a clarity, there's a, a whole mindset to it. And we just sort of took baby steps to how are we going to do this? What does it look like? How do we get enough protein? Of course, that's the number one question I still get. How do we get nutrients? How, you know, and the wonderful thing is 
the animals get their nutrients from the plants. Mm-hmm. So we're covered there. But um, so we so we did it, you know, about 15 years ago. And I mean, I don't live 100 percent vegan, so to speak. I live a whole food plant based lifestyle. So on occasion, like, you know, we'll be at an event at the diocese and there's nothing, you know, plant based to eat. So here and there I might have fish or cheese? every once in a while cheese. You know what? I can't do cheese. So uh. dairy is really hard for me. Tell, tell, talk about the difference between vegan and vegetarian. Like, make a distinction. Well, there. vegan is no no one that has a mother, <laughs> but vegetarian is um, dairy and eggs. Okay. So, there you know a lot of reg, a lot of recipes yeah. can be made because yeah, everybody's like, well, how do you know what to cook? And I said, if you go to Google, just put vegan before whatever you want to make, and a ton of recipes will come yeah. up. And there's tons of cookbooks and cooking shows. As a matter of fact, last year um, I did a cooking series for Faith in Real Life, um, Let Me Be Ministries, and we did it. It was called Sacred Nourishment. So I did a video for of a recipe for every Friday, and then I did a short reflection on the gospel. So those are still up on YouTube from last year. It was really fun. And I'll, I'll tell you, a cooking show is not as easy to do as it looks. Oh. <laughs> Trying to find the right camera and all the... Yeah. But it was fun, and it, it just kind of brought some really new, interesting, like we made Sloppy Joseph's and you know, that kind of stuff. So it, yeah. was, it was really fun. That's fun. Yeah. And then uh, you're right. A cooking show is not easy to do. I did, <laughs> I, I did a food show on radio for years and with a, as a producer, not as a host. And uh, they are, you know, the, you always have to think about, well, what, what are we doing now? And how do we, how do we explain this to people? Right, and, right. And so vegan is no animal products at all. Right, right. right? And then vegetarian is just, sorry. You and eggs, eggs, eggs and dairy. Eggs and, and dairy and fish. Mm. Which and, is kind of dangerous because a lot of times when people go vegetarian, they load up on cheese and dairy. Yeah. And those are some of the things that are really not really healthy for you. Yeah, mm. that's right. So, you know, they really raise the cholesterol. And so you have to be careful. Now, now, dare I ask? Your husband's a, a good friend of mine now, since we're both we're, we're both candidates for the diaconate in the yes. diocese here. And uh, and so, Bill, if you're listening, uh, how, how did Bill take to some of uh, your newly formed food habits? Yeah. Well, it was interesting because when we met, he said, "I'm very interested in you know how you eat." Mm. I said, okay. And he said, you know, I tried to go vegetarian a few years ago, but I couldn't keep weight on. I said, well, if you're waiting for me to feel sorry for you, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but um, I, you know, I just cooked how he just, I said, what do you want for dinner? He said, just cook what you cook. And so um, he's, you know, pretty much plant-based. I mean, mm. of course he eats what I cook, mm-hmm. but if he's on his own, um, a lot of times he'll choose a vegetarian option. Um, and, you know, he's, very fit, very healthy. You, I mean, you know, yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he's a skinny guy. Yeah. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the words you used was compassionate, and I do eat meat and cheese. And mm-hmm. Can you drink beer or no? Well, I can, but I don't. You don't? Oh, okay. Just wondering. And that wasn't, that wasn't really a diet thing. It was really, I was having trouble sleeping. Oh, okay. Uh, so once I eliminated alcohol, it really improved my sleep. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering... Like Jesus ate lamb, mm-hmm. and he ate fish. Mm-hmm. Was he compassionate in his eating choices? Well, I think, you know, we have to look at the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, that was something passed down from his ancestors, you know, the Jews. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've often pondered this, you know, if Jesus came back today, would he be vegan or vegetarian? Um, I think if he saw how we were, you know, getting our food supply, mm-hmm. the factory farming and yeah. and all that sort of thing— um, I don't know. I don't know if he would, you know, be eating that because, you know, there's a lot of movies out there that you can watch. Some are, they're very horrific and they're hard to watch. Mm-hmm. But um, there's one called Dominion 
and that's really, really hard to watch. But it really takes the word dominion, which, of course, we have in our Bible and our scriptures, mm-hmm. and it, it's a perverted version of what I think was really meant by, you know, dominion to, to serve, to have stewardship, you know, to preserve, to nurture, to mm-hmm. care for. But, you know, it's not, certainly not the interpretation meant by having dominance over yeah. things mm-hmm. and using everything for our own needs to satisfy our taste buds. Um, and so much of the f- food that is produced is wasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so much of the food we produce is, is served to animals. Mm-hmm. And so much of the earth. So... Would you make a distinction between the big farms and, like, a smaller farm? Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that because somebody was – they were asking a question on someone podcast and this woman saying, you know, how can you – she has farms and she she has a farm and she, you know, raises cattle and she – and she says, how can you – you know, how can you kill and eat an animal you know? She said, how can you eat one you don't know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Mm. I I guess, you know, if it's sustainable and it's something that you're doing for, you know, your own community or your own, you know, person, I mean, clearly – I'm not here to write the gospel of Millie or tell anybody to change, you know, what they're doing. But I just think it's a matter of temperance and, and you know, grace and compassion. And I, so I think eliminating some of it, you know, is better than none of it. And, you know, how can you introduce new things so that you're not using as much of the bulk of our resources mm-hmm. um, just for the sole production of, of meat? Mm-hmm. And talk about your own health, too, because it seems like it has affected your health positively. Mm-hmm. You mentioned cholesterol and mm-hmm. sleep and other things. That... Yeah, yeah. I mean, my numbers are pretty um, pretty spot on. I mean, the interesting thing was when I went, you know, plant-based, I had always struggled with my weight. I was always like that chubby kid and then, you know, diet after diet and even some, you know, not so good diets and body dysmorphia and all that kind of stuff. Um, Lindsay Fullerman and I have had a long conversation mm. about that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, once I went to a, this lifestyle, my it was like a, a flip switched in my brain. Like, okay, what? Not what can't I have, but what can I have? So it went from sort of deprivation mindset to acquisition. So I thought, how do I literally nourish my body in a healthy way? Um, and so it. You know, I have a lot of energy. Um, I mean, I have kids in my mid-30s, so I won't tell mm. you exactly how old I am, but I'm way older than you guys. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, people just are amazed at the energy I have. Um, I, I mean, it's just – it's been a really good um, – it's, and it's good. You know, the, the thing about when you when you adopt a plant-based lifestyle – you know, it doesn't fix one thing. It fixes the system itself. Hmm. You know, so cholesterol, heart disease, diabetes, even Alzheimer's, you know, there's some indications. And, you know, inflammation is reduced. And, I mean, there's countless studies and medical trials, you know, you can look up and, and see the China study and Forks Over Knives and um, Esselstyn, who's in Cleveland. There's so much evidence that adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle really will improve your health it's like hitting a hard reset on your computer right 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 yeah, and so i was even like... looking at um there's something called the blue zones i'm sure you're aware of these are areas where people live to be over 100 um and one of them is loma linda because of the seventh day adventist believe it mm. or not so but this gentleman um he discovered in his research that i think it's like 750,000 people die prematurely solely because of their diet and lifestyle yeah. mm. So if you think about what's God's desire for us, right, he wants us to live in fullness and abundance, carrying out our work for the kingdom. If those lives are cut short, I'm sure I know, I'm sure you know, Mm -hmm. we all know someone whose life was cut short that we thought, gosh, they had Mm -hmm. so much more to do. Even with the COVID pandemic, 
so many of those who died had preconditions, and a lot were obesity right. and diabetes and yeah. other heart conditions that many of many of which could be brought on by diet. Lifestyle, yeah. I mean, and that's a great point, and that's one of the things I was really frustrated. You know, of course, unless you're in circled in this community, they never addressed the health issues mm-hmm. at the pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, let's just do the vaccine, let's do this, let's do that. I'm like, what about the poor health of the nation? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we address lifestyle choices and, you know, food habits and that mm-hmm. sort of thing too? I mean, I, I never had it. I've never had it all this time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just feel like it really builds your immune system, uh, and, and it's just, it's, it's, for me, it's been a great choice. And a lot of people ask me like, gosh, how do you do it? And how do you know? And I'm, like I said, I have a, I have an Instagram account, Millie's Mindful Kitchen. Uh, and I, I share recipe. I'm all about sharing. Like I don't have exclusive to anything I want everyone. And one of the things I think about is a homily that you um, gave, which totally gave me a, a an insight to that reading about the workers in the vineyard. Mm. You know, when you talk about the people that were so jealous of someone getting more and you thought, mm-hmm. you know, if you had a family member that came back to faith at the last hour, wouldn't you want them to have it all? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, wow, that was such an amazing flip of that ver, you know, that scripture because it is. I don't care how late you come to the game, I want you to have it in fullness. Yeah. Mm. So one one of the questions that comes up with healthy eating is that, is it only for the rich? Because where do you see all the fast food stores and shops and restaurants in poor neighborhoods? Because it's hard to eat well. It's hard to eat uh, whole food. I mean, there's a reason whole foods are in, whole foods stores are in wealthier neighborhoods, right? right. So (laughs) how how do you respond to that critique? Okay, this sounds really nice, but I don't have all that money and it's easier for me just to go to, you know, McDonald's or KFC or Popeye's or or Wendy's or wherever you go. Well, you can have, I mean, there's vegetarian options at, at, at almost all the fast food places. My answer to that is beans are under a dollar a can. And that's a huge, great source of protein. And all the centurions eat beans at least once a day. Uh, frozen veggies. Uh-huh. You know, you can get frozen spinach. And if they're flesh frozen, they have all the nutrients. Uh, I just got both of my kids for Christmas um, plant-based on a budget. So, I mean, I can make a meal for $3 for the two of us. Mm. You know, so there are ways to do it. I think sometimes, you know, in all honesty, and not to be judgy, but I think it's people come up with 101 excuses why they can't do it. Um, and I can come up with 102 while they can. Mm. So I think you really have you have to be resourceful, of course. Uh, you know, you can get um, some of these produce misfits. Like, there's ways to get cheap produce. Uh, and, yes, there, there are a lot of uh, people working on that food desert issue where it is, you know, and, and, and not only that, you know, there's food deserts where they can't get access to healthy foods, but they also have higher risks in those mm-hmm. areas. Yeah. You know, their their health conditions are... Not as not as good. Yeah, I'm yeah. a big supporter with of the Cleveland Food Bank, and one of the yeah. things they try to do Same. is get fresh produce out yeah. to everybody yep. to make yeah. sure that one it of is my a cousin's husbands actually started that Father Ed Worley. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're, we're we're very close with that uh, community, and you know there are ways to do it. As you said, you know if you really want to, you can do mm-hmm. it. Um, and if you know if people are looking for recipes or questions how to do it, 
I'm happy to answer questions or happy to direct them to areas that will give them the information that they mm-hmm. um, that can help them on the journey. Because I mean, it is a journey. Anytime you change something, and you know, you'd, I don't do it perfect, you know, but I'm trying to be perfected, as <laughs> as we say. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're supposed to be kind and compassionate and merciful and filled with grace for mm-hmm. ourselves and for others. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was funny because when I when I put this. Um, day together. It was going to be a retreat, like a three-day retreat. That's how I designed it for my project. And I wanted to have Friday night be the movie night. So I, I looked and looked and looked. And I, I had a hard time finding a, a movie that I could actually show that people wouldn't walk out of or that would not get, you know, because if you're not immersed in the lifestyle, it's really hard to just yeah. introduce somebody right. to that. So I found this movie called The Prayer for Compassion. And it was like this hippie dude that had like a four-year-old daughter. And he researched all the religions and thought, are you really living your faith practices? So it was kind of an interesting way to look at it. Um, it's called a prayer for compassion. And, you know, so much of our disorder, I'm sure you hear it in confessionals, we hear it, you know, as ministers, so much of our disorder and our dis-ease comes from when we're not living our virtues and our values. And there's that disconnect. It's where we have that disease, and and it leads to disease in the body, which leads to disease. So, mm-hmm. it you know, it there is a connection. You know, there's a universal connection between all God's you know creation. Um, we're universally connected, and what happens? It's like the butterfly effect. Like what what happens in one area really affects the other. And I think we have to be conscientious. You know, even just about the earth. You know, ecologically. You know, Francis and JP2 and Benedict all talked yeah. about, you know, this ecological, universal care for our earth. And I love to quote, I heard that say, we don't, we don't um, inherit the earth from our ancestors, we borrow it from our children. Mm. So what are we leaving our children? Yeah, especially with factory farming, you know, it's like 15% of all greenhouse gases are coming from there because of our high levels of consumption. Mm-hmm. And just the areas, talking about, you know, the poor communities, yeah. those area, those those farms are often in poor areas, and the runoff and the, you know, pollution um, is seriously affecting their health, their water, all that. Air, so everything, yeah. it's, you know, it's a, it's a large issue. And, you know, and it's funny because I think sometimes we look at the bigger picture and think, gosh, there's nothing I can do. It's like you can make a decision on your plate every day. You know, we can do small things that make a big impact. Yeah. Even even small changes are good. Right, you know, right. a lot of people go mostly vegetarian instead of totally vegetarian. Right. That's kind of what I do is I right. kind of go mostly vegetarian. I eat meat once in a while, but I try, you know, yeah, I try to eat a little. First of all, I try to eat yeah. organic where I can. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's yeah. you know, okay, do I have to eat that? No, I probably don't. Right. You know, here, here's a question since Lent is coming up um, in a little less than a week now. Um, is it okay for folks to eat meatless burgers on Friday? You know, that's interesting you ask that because I get asked that a lot. Like when they first came out, people were calling them Frankenmeats and, you know, all this yeah. other stuff. And that's not any better for you. You know, I mean, I try and stick – I try and limit my intake of it. Like mm-hmm. you guys are going to have a version for lunch today of a, of a, of a plant-based sausage, which you – I'm sorry, you can't tell the difference. Um, so on occasion, you know, yes, definitely, you know – I mean, who doesn't want a, a good burger? And they're so realistic now. Uh, but I try and limit my intake because they are processed. And, you know, processed foods, you know, are yep. not the greatest for you. We should all try and eat, you know, whole foods. But uh, but moderation, again, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, and when I first went, you know, vegetarian and, and vegan, I 
there was no none of these options, and what they had was horrible. So they've really come a long way. And as far as just that satiation, you know, that the taste bud thing, where it's like, man, this is really, really good. And and you know, vegan food, whole food is 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 delicious. The nice thing about it too is it's very international. Like I make Ethiopian, Mexican, you know, Cuban. Uh, Mediterranean? Yeah, Mediterranean. Yeah. I mean, there's so many great um, foods. And it's funny because I was talking with Mike earlier. When when uh, when Father Dan came down here, I had done some cooking for him when we were out at Holy Angels. And so he asked me, he's like, oh, could you do some, like, stuff for the bishop? He's really trying to, you know, watch his diet. So every time I lecture, every five weeks, I bring him a, a vegan whole food mm, plant-based meal nice. down here. Nice. And uh, it just, you know, like – like you say, even small small changes yeah. make make a big difference. When we worked on the food show, we we joked about the idea that the host was Jewish and uh, he wanted to open a glot kosher restaurant called Trafe. You know, which is <laughs> right. You know, we all think it's funny because Trafe is food you're not supposed to eat. Right, and, right, you know, right. It's non kosher food, and uh, we asked a rabbi about it, and he said, "Well, no." He said that that would. That would sort of be because all the food would be kosher, mm-hmm. but it'd be like tastes like lobster, you know, right, or whatever. Right, you know? right. And he said, "No, no, no." He said that that certainly would be the letter of the law you would be following, but you'd be totally violating the spirit of the law. Right, right. This is how that I sort part. of feel about like the uh, about the meatless burgers on yeah. Friday. It's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, what are you doing here? Yeah, but again, I mean, if that's the way that someone's going to you know choose to you know dip a toe in the pool of possibilities, yeah, so to sure. speak, I, you know, for, by all means try it um i i can you know i can get to the point where I, i'd love to have them all the time but i know just from a health perspective you know we limit it to maybe once every couple of weeks to use yeah. something like that and, and mostly if you think about it when you know meat is used it's usually used for seasoning sure you know like i remember my grandmother when she cooked sauce they couldn't you know in sicily they couldn't really afford a whole lot of meat so they used neck bones so she always simmered her sauce in the neck bones so you know it, it actually was more of a more of a to, to season and an accoutrement than the whole meal. Yeah. So, Millie, where do you go to church? I go to St. Cosmos and Damien <laughs> in Twinsburg. Ah, okay. And now you, but you work at? I work at St. Joan of Arc in Chagrin Falls. Yeah, so tell us about St. Joan of Arc. What's going on there? Well, we're having a parish mission uh, that's coming up on the 26th, 27th, and 28th. Uh, of, you know, fe- of February. Of February, people yes. People are listening. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I'm new to the, I'm not new to the parish because I know a lot of the parishioners from um, Daily Mass. But it's a new position for me since last May, and uh, so we're just kind of really starting to re-back open from, you know, being kind of shut down for COVID. Mm. Uh, So we're, you know, doing, we're opening out our soup suppers again, and we're having stations, and the mission, it's, you know, it's a lovely, really deeply rich in faith parish. Uh, And it's tucked into, you know, of course, the beautiful community of Chagrin Falls. We have a school uh, which is lovely to have a school at the parish, especially if you forget your lunch. Because <laughs> uh. um, I can even manage, she always has fresh fruit and vegetables out. So I usually get a salad and fresh veggies. But um, it's just, it's great. They have a Tuesday mass with the kids, which I, I love to go, and, and especially to serve communion, just to see those faces. Mm. So it's it's a really, it's it's a wonderful role, and, and it's uh, it's just a blessed community. Yeah. You used to help out there on the weekends, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. when Bishop Wachowiak was Father Wachowiak, well, right when he was made Bishop Wachowiak, he went up to Michigan. So Father Gary Malin, who was a parochial vicar, became pastor, and they had four masses, so they needed weekend help out. So for five years, I helped out there, two masses a weekend. Interestingly, uh, the parish has 
great and somewhat disturbing history. So mm. Chagrin Falls was traditionally a very Protestant town, mm. and the Catholic Church only came in there after the Second World War, I think. And the property they gave them was right on the edge of the community, so as far oh. out as you can be. Right. And when the church was first built, if you could believe this, there was a cross burned on the front yard of the, wow. of the church parish property. So, yeah, a little anti-Catholicism. I think it's gone now, but it was there, yeah. and it's important to remember that. Yeah. Well, no time like the present. Our gospel for this weekend is from Matthew. You have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Mm-hmm. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your heavenly Father. So it all comes together. That's it. I mean, even the, the first reading uh, from Leviticus, there's, if, you, if your heart is filled with hate, then there's not enough room to love. So got to lo- love like the Lord loves. And, uh, yeah. 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 And if your heart is filled with meat, you should probably try a vegan diet. Yeah. <laughs> or a more compassionate approach. <clears throat> I yeah. will say this. I'm going to continue to eat meat because I like it. But on, at the Super Bowl party this past weekend, there was buffalo chicken dip, right? Which is chicken and cheese and other cheese. Oh, I ate so much of it. I'm sure you got sick. I didn't get – well, I didn't get sick. I didn't puke or anything. But, you but I had a really hard time sleeping. And yeah. I, at that point in my life, I wish I just ate salad. And so I regretted eating too much buffalo chicken dip. But I had a little bit of my plate with some Fritos. Fritos only has four uh, ingredients, Fritos right? Are so vegan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then, but then I ate too much of that chicken dip. So maybe you got me thinking. I'm not an instant convert, but yeah, I I, uh, I well, ate too much chicken dip. The question is, how do you feel today? Pretty great. <laughs> but how did you feel after that? That night, I didn't yeah. sleep well. well I had bad yeah. dreams because spicy yeah. food yeah. makes me yeah have bad. Well, dreams interestingly, one of the first books I read was Thrive about an athlete on how to recover faster. And he discovered that meat takes so long and dairy takes so long in your you know, body to digest mm-hmm. overnight that you don't get to the healing that the body's supposed to do mm. at night. So yeah. okay. that can be a challenge. Yeah, that's a challenge. All right, so we're, we'll both probably try some of this throughout. The, I'm, I'm like <laughs> Father Damien. I'm not going to give up eating meat anytime soon. Um, but I, I do try to make healthier choices. So thanks for inspiring us this Lent. Yeah, absolutely. And Mike, let's eat vegan for lunch today. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's because <laughs> Millie brought us lunch. You know? <laughs> thanks for that yeah. also. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. And thanks for joining us today, Millie Preble, and everybody else here on Question of Faith. 